fucking Marvel. I know. Oh my god, Becky. That Marvel movie is such a big butt. So this one was... I hear she's like one of those rappers, celebrity CEO girlfriends. (laughs) Happy Little Screams Season 2 Let us in. Okay, he's dead. Let's go get him. That's another one for the fire. Welcome to the Happy Little Screams podcast, season two. I will just keep arguing with you until you know for no reason at all. You know why that's funny? Because Johnny Storm is the torch. That means he's flaming. (laughs) <laughs> I was hey, waiting for that um so so have you seen the matrix the new one i watched a review on it and i won't go near it with a 10-foot pole now yeah it is absolute shit it's it's they did with the matrix what they did with ghostbusters mm. this entire thing they originally said that what they were doing was they were passing the torch so they could make more okay i'm cool with that idea i'm even cool with a lot of the things that they entered into this this felt more like a television episode than an actual movie and the entire movie was only built so they could make neo no longer the one because he is a cis white male and instead make trinity who is a female uh a, well she's a white female i don't know what her actual ethnicity is but now she's the one instead of neo i thought it, it be- the two became one or the one became two because whenever they're together they uh crazy things happen uh, crazy things do happen when they're together, but at the end, they jump off of a building and they're they're searching for the one. And in, through the entire movie, he's always said, I never believed that I was the one. Trinity believed that I was the one. That's the entire thing throughout the entire movie. And then they leap off of a building and he falls and she flies. Yep. Yeah, I remember that part. And yeah. Okay. So that would make much more sense. And yeah. It was so still- at the end... Yeah, at the end, it's the two of them, but the point is that Neil was never give the me a minute. One. Yeah, 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 and that just it just pissed me off. It was it was absolute trash. I watched a guy who was uh, reviewing it, and he's just cutting apart all of the like every scene in the film was in the first movie. These do you escape, and then you're in a pod, and you jump on a hover ship, and you go back to Zion, and you go back to the Matrix, and there's he's like yeah. everything is like well, they also reference it too, and there's like scenes that are the same scenes from the previous movie. Um, they they had they had a good premise to start with though, because Neo Neo basically reasserts himself back into the Matrix, and the new Matrix takes his original his memories of the Matrix and puts it into the movie as a video game. So it makes sense why he has these memories, but right. he's like dealing with it and all this other shit. That was cool. And I, I get but, the really hard push on the meta nod, like, hey, they're asking us to make another Matrix, but we don't want to make another Matrix. And I get that. And the whole thing that they were like, we're going to do this movie regardless. And Lana was like, okay, fine, I'll come back and I'll do the film just so it's actually done by me and not some jackass. But the problem is that half of the characters have no point in the film. Half of the shit that happens has no point in the film. And like the yep. the things happening, it just it feels lazy and cobbled for money and not like an actual continuation of the first three movies. 
It was Batman three. <laughs> it was let's see how many people that we can throw into this fucking thing, and let's just make a giant gobbledygook of bullshit. Yeah, you know they 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 did a good job in the beginning where they were building up the whole idea of this like mini node that had Morpheus like saved on it and everything like that. And they were going in a good direction, but then they had like a half an hour to throw everything else together. It just, no, no. Excuse me. They could have made, you know, like all new characters, all new stuff going on, but they're like, oh, here's Morpheus. He's back because nostalgia bait, but he's not played by Lawrence Fishburne. He's played by some random person. This never explained. Never explain, especially yep. if there's a six-year no. They explain it films or whatever. They they do they do explain it. They they explain it in the fact that uh, Morpheus was a human being who did die after he got out of the Matrix, and the character that is Morpheus now is just a computer-generated character stuck in this node from the memories of Neo because Neo wanted to make sure that he had a back door out after being reinserted into the Matrix. Ah, okay. It does. It does Still, make sense. It is very yeah. much like, hey, uh, uh, like I said, hey, all the things you remember and love, check them out again. Uh, we couldn't get those things, so we just made up things that almost look like the things. It's yep. Uh, well, this is this is what they should have done. It's a light version. It's like a yes. It's it's yes. It's like drinking a Coors beer when you want a Guinness. It, it's. It's it's the it's the original Star Wars is what it is. Yeah. This should have been three movies. It should have been the first movie should have been Neo stuck in the Matrix and the others out of it. And at the end of the first one is when they should have gotten to Neo's pod and released them. The second movie should have been all about them going to the colonies and the rep or the the whatever the reasons that Neo is, is there and what it does to the new piece that was between the robots and the humans and all that other bullshit. And then Neo coming to the realization that if he's alive, then Trinity is alive. And then finding out that Trinity is alive outside there and that they have to go and they have to get Trinity and then them go and get Trinity. It should have been three movies is what it should be. It's separate from the 20th. Instead of a two and a half hour long yeah, but then, bullshit. Then you'd have to watch through like four, five hours that were just as bad as this one. But not necessarily because I think this, I think this was bad because they tried to fit so much in. It's just like the the whole Batman Mr. Freeze thing. If it was just Batman and Mr. Freeze, it might have been a better movie. True. Instead of Batman and Robin and Mr. Freeze and Penguin and Catwoman. This is why we and, need TV shows, you know. which is why all this HBO streaming stuff is great because <laughs> we can get TV shows. Actually, yeah, that the Matrix probably would be a good TV show, but they wouldn't get. Keanu Reeves or any of those names for a Matrix TV show. Well, they replaced everybody else. I mean, they could I just replace see... those two. That's true. I could see Keanu Reeves doing a TV show just because he's bored one day going, yeah, sure, I'll do it. He's, he's yeah, going to probably be working Keanu's... on motorcycles. Yeah. yeah. I could see that. Too. He doesn't He doesn't do movies because he's bored. He does movies because he he enjoys the actual like product. Yeah. Like he did... He did John Wick not because he wanted a paycheck. He actually put a bunch of money into that movie. Mm-hmm. But his uh, his uh, stunt guy, I think it was, had written the script and had been with him for so long. He told him, he's like, you know, if you get half the funding for this, you can throw my name around as I'm attached to it and everything like that. And then I will put the other half in. And the guy got like $100,000. And then uh, Keanu was like, all right, I'll fund the rest of it and just funded the rest of it. And that's how we got John Wick. That's wow. awesome. Yeah. I mean, he's a really nice guy. Oh, he sure. he took his paycheck from Matrix One 
and he put that in his bank account. And then Matrix 2 and Matrix 3, he split his paycheck amongst the entire crew. Yep, they weren't paid enough. Yeah. Yeah. I could do that. He's, he's a really good he's guy. A great guy. Which is why I could totally see him just doing a TV show just because, yeah, he's bored and wants something to if, do. If, because here's the thing. Does he do. believe in it? Because he looks at John Wick and he thinks, like, this is something I truly would love to do. But yep. most yep. of Hollywood is like, I don't really want to do this, but I need the money. He doesn't need the money. He's like Jim Carrey. He doesn't need the money. He does it because it interests him. Mm-hmm. Well, he also has his sanity, so he's not like Jim that's Carrey. That's true. That's true. But, you know, that's a oh. lot of uh, method acting prep for becoming Dr. Robotnik. Yeah. So the other uh, the other thing that you bashed while we were on the podcast was uh, Marvel movies. I will bash Have everything you- all day long. Are you going to watch the new Spider-Man? I have to watch the new Spider-Man because it's required by the Nerd Association that I do so to retain my membership. However, uh, I have no interest in any Marvel shit. I hated the new Spider-Man. Yeah? Hated it with a fucking passion. It It was essentially a good movie. It was well put together. Um, the random appearances of different characters and whatnot were very well timed and definitely gave you that little bit of a oh my god, yes, yes, type thing. But they just undid everything that they did over the last 10 years with Spider Man. Yeah, this movie essentially wipes the slate clean for the Marvel Universe and Spider Man. That's true. And that pissed me the fuck off because they they built this new Spider-Man so well. They wove everything in, pun intended. They wove everything or webbed. That's what I meant to say. They webbed everything in so well with the Avengers, with Tony, with Aunt May, with Happy, all these other things. And they totally destroyed it in this movie. Do you want, can I spoil it no, for you? Don't spoil it. I'm gonna have to watch it some point. I would like to at All least right. to enjoy it. However, I will say Spider-Man has previously had a very controversial storyline where it came back to uh what was it? He wanted Mary Jane and he had to kill Aunt May for it or something like that. It was a uh, one more day, I think, where Oh, yeah. yeah he had to choose between Mary Jane or Aunt... Uh, yeah. Yeah, and they previously screwed Spider-Man in the comics. They previously set him back to zero before. And uh, I I do not like the Marvel version of Spider-Man they did. You have no... Really? You have no Uncle Ben. I really like it. And it's just basically following in the shadow of, of Stark. <laughs> in fact, the Stark thing is bad enough because every villain is somehow attached to Stark now. Yeah, well, Stark is also big, big tech, and uh, Marvel is very much anti-big tech. So, um, yeah, that definitely makes sense. But also, I mean, you got to remember that they're going to be getting all the uh, female and black superheroes now uh, coming out. That's true. That's true. The Marvel Universe. So they got to get rid of all the other ones. Right, right. But, but here's the main thing about Spider-Man is that he it's just Tony Stark and I hate Tony Stark. I hate everything about Tony Stark. I can't stand Tony Stark. Iron Man, I despise his whole hog hogging the spotlight. Every fucking movie is like Tony Stark and friends. Yeah, true. Uh, but you got to admit, Robert Downey Jr. did a good job at taking a character that was going to be canceled and make him super fucking popular. He's good at his job. 
That's no question. Yeah. I like just, I, I loved, I loved what they did with Iron Man. I'm not an Iron Man fan. I'm not a Tony Stark fan, but I loved the Marvel Cinematic Universe version of it. And I think that the fact that um, Uncle Ben was not in Spider Man, I think that Tony Stark was a good choice to replace the Uncle Ben character. So uh, because the lesson that Spider Man learned by just pouring on more fuck up. I don't know. I'm angry and I want to start punching the screen because I hate Tony Stark. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm gonna I virtually. I'm sorry. gonna virtually pet your hair. I'm gonna virtually pet your hair. Uh, why do I soothe you. myself to death? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, actual water. Pretend my hand is yours. It's okay. Oh, <laughs> my hand's not that pretty. No, I know oh, my hand is not pretty. I mean, Spider-Man is one of those characters who's a self-starter. His whole story is that he built machines for himself. He put a costume together for himself. Like he's the genius scientist who made everything himself but he's poor and he works his way from the street up and that's for me you take away all his sense of authority by just having him be like stark universe uh, stark industries pet um okay i can i can see i i can definitely see your point but at the same point, the fact that he's able to understand and manipulate the Stark technology, which is made by all these super intelligent like think tank nerds, I think that says a lot for Spider-Man for the fact sure. that he's able to just immediately move himself in there and understand all those things. Sure. So, I mean, yeah, he's a, he's, he's a self-starter in the comic books for the most part, but he's also a lot older in the original ones. You know, here he's a high school kid which I, I remember I really railed against when that first happened. Um, but in the original comic books, he was already in college. Like he was out of college. Well, he was in the, um, in the very first comics. He was at the end of high school. And then as he developed into Spider-Man, he ended up in college. So the Spider-Man we know was like the college age. Yeah. Yeah. But that, that, that um, origin story, that wasn't the first story that was told. He was already spider-man wasn't he or did they start with the origin of like the first one did they have the death of uncle ben in the first one I, yeah no I, well i had uncle ben but i'm pretty sure that it was him when he was a bit younger and they they kept wanting to cast actors that were older so they moved him up towards being an older character no i'm talking about the comic book not the not the movies um amazing fantasy right only wikipedia can tell Either way. Is there any pizza left? Can I have some? Yeah. Yes. I will shove it into the screen. Let's hope it gets on the other side. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. So here's somebody who does a video of the... Actually, you know what? Let's make this fun. It's a fun night. We're cheering. All right, so here's the uh, here's the first appearance of Spider-Man. Looking like Archie comics. That's like <coughs> Archie, which they also fucked up. <laughs> Riverdale. At this point, I'm just a rickety old man in a cave waiting a cane at the, the masses. You kids! <laughs> uh, come on. 
So, so he's it looks like he's still in in high school right now. The whole thing is that he goes to the science fair because part of him wanting to go to college. Oh, shit. Okay, so the first appearance of uh, Spider-Man is legitimately his origin story. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Which means it has to have one of those narrators who are like, then he went into a wrestling match. Well, but almost all of the uh, original uh, comic books are like that. Later at home again. Yeah. Yep. And he's a scientist. And he proves his mind. Really say crackers. Yes, he says some really old dialogue. That's awesome. And he's like, "It's not my fault, buddy. I don't need to stop the robber." What do you mean? Someone spilled Uncle Ben's rice all over the sidewalk. Yeah, because his first comic book, he uh, doesn't... Oh, he doesn't kill him. But the guy does die, doesn't he? No. Oh, no, he doesn't. He doesn't. Okay. He just gets wrapped up and slung over. That's another thing. Spider-Man is very much like Batman, where he doesn't kill a lot of his villains. No, he doesn't, but they, they do t- end up dying like on their own. Well, yeah. But... I mean, like Green Goblin ends up dying, and but he doesn't he doesn't intentionally kill They're anybody. lunatic, and their <laughs> lunacy drives them to death. It's a Spider-Man. Until, <laughs> until, he, uh, until he becomes Venom. When he becomes Venom, he ends up killing people. Yeah, but that's, you know, the temptation to the dark side and all that. Yeah. I do love the Venom movies. Or is it a dichotomy? I've always been curious on that one. What is it? The temptation to the dark side that was encouraged, or is it Venom's Venom to our own natural dichotomy? I always wanted Venom is an alien parasite, and I'm not even going to the modern meta that Marvel's doing, where there's like the symbiote god who lives on this like planet and is sending his symbiotes out to rule the universe, Mm -hmm. which is a big dumb storyline they're currently doing. At its core, Venom is a parasitical entity that needs to feed. It bases itself off primal instincts. It's a beast. It thinks about eating. That's it. And so when it gets into him, it's like... So it's like me. Yes. When Tim gets into you, all you can think about is eating afterwards. So no difference. Okay. Uh, no. Uh, it's, it, all it spends its time doing is being like, you need to give in to your base primordial temptations like a vampire. You know, vampires are like, oh, I should eat people. No, that's wrong. Morally, it's, you know, the wrong side. Spider-Man's telling a, a vampire story. Let's go eat people. So again, or, or does not really uh, answer my question? Is it... Um... Temptation of the dark side, or bringing forward our own face of darker instincts, or that's what? a catch twenty-two and a redundant statement. In yeah, that what's case. the difference? Are the whole story, every story, is about a character who is tempted to do the bad thing. I mean, all the Jedi stories, all the <laughs> Lord of the Rings stories. But I think, I think, to answer your question, um, if I'm understanding it correctly, the Venom symbiote 
feeds on your animal instincts. No, 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 no. So it brings out the more animalistic nature and the darker nature of the host. No, it, it until feeds, it bonds it with feeds on things that are alive and squeal. However, yeah, but I don't think I don't think that's what she was having asking it of. inside of you causes you to become overwhelmed with the emotions the creature has. So it's like a werewolf's analogy where you're just like the the feast of blood and the howl of the moon compels me to go murder a bunch of people. But but I don't I don't I don't think so. I, I don't think it's I don't think it's the symbiotes um internal meaning although carnage does kind of no because carnage was Cletus Cassidy so it does uh I think it's the host it's the host's based animal instincts what I'm saying is that venom whispers in your ear to convince you to do things but I think there's also a hormonal connection because it's in your body I think that you can feel how hungry this thing is and that it's overwhelming emotions and urges will either force you to say no i reject that or you know what that's not a bad idea and that's where that dichotomy comes in is that when the venom symbiote gets into you it wants you to go along with its plans and i think it does it not just at a word angle where it talks to you but it feeds your emotions and i think tom uh tom hardy's character has got what's venom's name out of suit in this movie eddie brock, eddie brock. So Brock is, uh, I should know Eddie Brock. What the fuck's wrong with me? Uh, Eddie Brock is still a good, steadfast person who believes in right and morality, but he's just willing to bend that enough to do what's what he thinks should be done. Well, the way they portray it in the uh, movie is very different than the way it was portrayed in the comic books. Because now the symbiote and human relationship because the symbiote has had so many different hosts has its own personality. When the symbiote first attached to Eddie though, it, the, all it had was the hatred that um, the hatred that I had pulled from Spider-Man because Spider-Man was very angry. And that's why he started doing all those angry things and why the venom symbiote started being angry. And it searched out somebody else who had that same anger because that's all it knew. There was a, a storyline, I want to say maybe about like six or seven years ago, where one of the symbiotes, because there's been multiple now, um, uh, attached itself to Doctor Strange. And Doctor Strange is not an angry man. And when he became the, uh, what was it, the symbiote supreme is what they did. There was He was never a villain. He was only good. And the same thing with the anti-venom. The anti-venom was another one that uh, attached to a... I think it was a, a military colonel and they did this whole thing. Basically, it was a white venom and that symbiote was never evil. That symbiote was always huh? anti-venom, the white one. Yeah, but they they I think they they either they're either they had a new one or they retconned the whole original thing because the original anti-venom was a white and black one that was part of the. Um, part of Shriek and a couple others, and basically it was out there just to kill Venom. It, it was it was an evil one to begin with, uh, but the one that I'm talking about is the one that they started using during the whole thing, where um, instead of having the big Spider-Man costume, it was more of a military thing. And like, yeah, he was he was running around, around in a bodysuit with like machine guns, yeah. Or but it wasn't a bodysuit. It was it, it was originally Venom, and then there was a new symbiote when he became when Venom went back to Eddie Brock Aww. and Eddie Brock found his son. 
Um, the That's military the guy was basically running around doing his military stuff without the suit it's and found a new uh, a new symbiote and became the anti-venom. So it feeds yeah. on your primary and triggers your primary emotional state. I just don't know if it feeds on it or if it exaggerates it so that it can enjoy the process. I think it exaggerates it because it whatever your whatever your default state is, I think it it feels like that that because it's remember it's an alien thing. It doesn't know what humans are. So if you get one and you're super angry of course it thinks that should be your default state it becomes angry it feeds off of what it is that you feel like and if it's constantly feeding you what it originally uh, got from you it would make sense that you would just stay and become more and more angry unless of course you have a uh, a very strong will and able to overcome that mm. and get to the point where eddie brock can talk to venom and it's back and forth because if you look at a symbiote specialist so I'm wondering if you have somebody who's just natively calm, cool, and collected, but also goofy. If you're going to get a clown venom, <laughs> like well, they did do they did do a Marvel Universe venom thing where uh, it was or no Marvel symbiotes where like almost the entire Marvel Universe became symbiotes. Yeah. I didn't read that one though, so I don't know. I want to see one dressed up and it has a honker. I just. You know what my favorite Marvel character is? Slapstick. You know what that is? Oh, I love Slapstick. He's like a cartoon character with a mallet who implies cartoon logic. (laughs) Yes. That one makes me happy. Yeah. They could have done so much with that character, but they just let him go. I know. Him and Terror Inc. Terror Inc. is one of my favorite characters, too. Because Terror Inc. is this guy who's just like. Uh, I can replace his mutant power, quote unquote, is he can replace his body parts and the whatever, and he can take the skills of the person whose body part he stole. So, like, if he gets the hand of a gunslinger, now he could be a gunslinger. Okay. And so he's going around robbing corpses and, like, patching himself up to get new skills. Oh, this guy looks like a zombie almost. Kind of. He also has weird whiskers in most of the drawings. Yep, I see. I see the whiskers too. Huh. He did a whole uh, kinda... uh, storyline with him and Wolverine tracking somebody down. A Terror Inc. Wolverine Part Two of Two. This is back when it was a dollar seventy-five oh, for man, an issue. Those were the days. Silver Sable and Cable. Hell yeah. Oh, and Cage. When they got rid of uh, what's his name's uh, Luke Cage, instead of calling him Luke Cage, he was just Cage. Luke Cage, I am the machine. Yeah. Oh, he did a Ghost Rider one. Yeah, he did a ton of crossovers. It was basically yeah, the like thirteen issues. It's kind of the same thing that with Justice League Dark, where it's just like, hey, all these characters are horror related. Let's have them adventure together. Of course, and I'm into horror, fucking, so fucking Marvel. I know. Oh my god, Becky. That Marvel movie is such a big butt. So this one was... I hear she's like one of those rappers, celebrity, CEO, girlfriends. (laughs) That's it for today's episode. If you like what you heard, please share, like, and subscribe. Every new listen helps make this podcast better. Until next time, keep those screams loud. And happy. Damn.
This conversation can serve no purpose anymore. Goodbye.